downloading today's UW Alumni Podcast. Today we've got our special guest, Leonie Dober. Leonie is the capability partner for the Woolworths Group, who's recently moved to Sydney for this role. Leonie, how are you doing? Good. Thanks yeah. for coming to campus. So as we walk to the studio, you're like, you haven't been to campus for a while, have you? It's been so good to be back. It's nice to see what it looks like now and a bit of, bit of nostalgia. So Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, not much has changed apart from, I guess, Reed Library. Has yeah, it? Reed Library, yeah. I still love the sunken gardens. Oh, they're so beautiful. So, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those popular wedding spots for all of Perth, I feel like. I know. I think that's on my list too of places. So, I'm still trying to figure out a venue. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, the plan is to get married, come home to Perth for the wedding? Yeah. yeah. Oh, lovely, lovely. (laughs) All right. Well, we might get back to that, but I guess really keen to hear about your career journey after you left to UWA because it's not only taken you to Sydney, it's actually taken you all over Perth for a lot of high-level companies here but also in the Philippines as well. Yes. So we'd love to hear about your first job out of uni yep. and uh, let's go from there. Cool. So I, my first ever real world job was, I got it from the UWA job board. I don't know what it's called now. Uh, but I think it's Career Hub now. Career believe, Hub. Yeah. Yes. So I logged on to Career Hub one day from, I think it might've been one of my lecturers that told me about it. I uh, thought, so, okay, fine. We'll go and have a look at that. There was a role for a HR admin. Uh, at PepsiCo, so that would have been the Smith Snack Food Company mm-hmm. back then. So, um, yeah, applied for that, got that role, and I did that, was pretty much paid work experience for one day a week. Wow. So, did my master's, did one day a week at Smith's in the chip factory, <laughs> learning about HR admin, um, yeah, doing contracts, bit of recruitment. And then I thought, okay, I probably need a full-time job now. So (laughs) I applied for a role at Coca-Cola, got that, and yeah, I guess. So when you're working for, I guess, Coca-Cola in in Perth, what are the type of roles? Um, So we had a lot of sales reps, sales rep roles. There was a warehouse in Hazelmere, so they've got the the logistics side of things and then the technicians who look after the vending machines. So yeah, a whole bunch of different roles. There were lots of EBA negotiations, so dealing with the the warehouse staff and the EQS, which is the the technicians. um, Yeah, dealing with, I guess my role was more around making sure that people had the right contracts, so right um, remuneration, performance management issues. So, and, and how often would you look at someone's, I guess, contract? And is it, I guess, as you talked about, you know, making sure they get their correct remuneration. Yeah. Uh, how often do you have to look at each person's contract? Generally, when they get a review, um, when they get a promotion, if something goes wrong that they're questioning, so uh, anything to do with performance. Is there a level of like high stress to these roles as well? Because I mean, you're dealing with people's not only uh, their wages, but their livelihoods at times as well. Yeah. So I guess that's probably one of the key things about HR is that you've got the business side of um, things and then you've also got the people side. So you've got to manage both because sometimes they can be in conflict. So you've got to manage that person's reaction um, or how they are going to react. So yeah, applying a little bit of change management to what you do is very helpful. Many of these skills you learned during your time doing your master's? Yes. So I learned, I think the key call outs for me were around the leadership units. So transformational leadership versus transactional leadership, how that plays out in a business sense. And some of the key things that I took away was I guess 
making sure that you're listening more than you're speaking. So they were kind of the key things that I learned that have translated into what I do now. So and that's it. and you're talking about I guess the leadership and talking about you know listening before speaking. Yeah. Do you have to somewhat coach some of your like I guess people that are above you as well to be like you know maybe listen more speak less to your employees like is that something you have to teach them as well yeah so sometimes I do have to manage up and kind of in a way give them a little bit of coaching and that can sometimes be a challenge but I think it's the way you approach it so if you approach everything with an open question on how can we do this better how can it what's what's the impact of what you're saying on the other person yeah where where was the desire to get into to HR I'm always curious about that because I'm not sure about you, but not too many people, I guess, even, you know, during high school are thinking, I want to get into human resources. Yeah. So I, to be honest, I had no idea what I wanted to do when I got to uni. I fell into a science degree and I did some psychology units, which I really, really enjoyed. How do you fall into a degree? I'm always curious about that too. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a textbook way of how I got into uni, so I thought that I liked the idea of architecture. So I I applied for architecture and I got into architecture at Curtin. I got into architecture here and I thought, cool, I'm in, going to UWA. And then I went to the seminar, I think two weeks prior to the course starting. And I realized it was very creative orientated, which is what I'm so not. (laughs) (laughs) I think I got architecture mixed up with engineering. So, um, so yeah, I did a last minute dash and said to the career council, I was like, I need to get out of this unit. I'm not creative. I'm not artsy. And I went to science and I did kind of the same units that I was doing at school. So maths, human biochemistry, and then I did psych. So I liked the business side of how to apply that psychology or the psychological principles. So so that's probably yeah. what led you to doing your master's and I guess I guess your desire to getting into HR. Yeah. yeah, and I liked the sense that business was more broad and there were more options available in terms of work down the track. So Giving yeah. yourself options, I think, is, is one of those keys because I think for a lot of people, they go into a degree thinking, I'm going to do this job. I'm going to be do engineering, I'm going to become an in- engineer. And yeah. I guess in your mindset, you're like, well, this is going to open up a whole lot of world of possibilities. Yeah. And I had no idea what HR looked like, which is why I got that job at Petsco. Um, <laughs> I had no idea what it looked like. So, and I didn't know what was out there other than the standard accounting lawyer, doctor. So mm. I guess, yeah, I thought that a business degree would open up career paths that I had no idea about, which was so true because I didn't even know about project management. Um, and it was and it being a sustainable career back then when I first got into uni. So um, now yeah. you're talking about your you know your your career and one of the I guess I guess you could just kind of say one of your idols I'm going to say is your own mum. Yes. Mean, in one of your profiles you're talking about how you refer to her as a as a blue collar worker. Yeah. Did you get your work ethic from her? Yes, I did, and I think that has carried through. Yeah, everything that I do. So in terms of study, how I approach a task, yeah, I think, yeah. The other thing you mentioned in your profile, not also about your mum, is you, you want to make sure team members are represented and heard within organisations. Can you give me a bit of background, on, I guess, what you're trying to get there? Right, so I guess working with my mum as well. So I worked with her at, in a warehouse. It was a mushroom farm. Oh, there we go. That was my first job. Um, <laughs> so I worked with her in that in that role just as like a part-time out of school like job on yep. a Saturday. And she used to come home and tell me these things about, oh, the managers don't listen to us. This is how we should do it. They kind of don't understand. And, and then when I actually worked there, I saw that 
there is value in what she was saying and some of the things I was like wow she actually cares so much about this but no one really listens Mm. to her ideas so she could tell the I don't know the CEO or the general manager of the the farm and they wouldn't listen to her Um, and I think it was because of that seniority and that gap so I think I guess that's probably what my passion was was that seeing how valuable people's like opinions are no matter where they are in the company and is that a culture you, you try and instill in every company you've worked for yeah yeah so making sure that not only you are delivering what to your managers or i don't know the project want to do but also making sure that you're getting that feedback and testing it with the people that it's going to affect so. and, what, and what's the best way for someone to i guess even approach someone like yourself in hr to provide that feedback no matter what level that they're at yep so uh just have a chat <laughs> I guess it's also HR's responsibility so someone like me to go out there and seek that feedback sure. so not just expect people to come to you and say hey this is um this is a cool idea I have but actually go out there and ask for feedback so that's one of the things that we do in Woolworths now is yeah. make sure we sense check things and make sure it's built by stores for stores so oh. yeah and you touched on Woolworths so you know, your role is a capa- as well. Your job title is capability partner. Yeah. Can you touch on, I guess, with Woolworths? It's not just the f- the supermarket, is it? No. What else is there that Woolworths is? I guess part of the Woolworths group. I guess that's right. probably what I'm trying to. I'm keen to find out more. Yeah. So the Woolworths group consists of the supermarkets that we know. So the Woolies. There's also Big W. Uh, the drink side of the business called Endeavour Drinks Group, which makes up BWS, Dan Murphy's, Pinnacle. Uh, Woolies is made up of a whole different bunch of groups. And they also own hotels, pubs in the, on the East Coast. So. There you go. I yeah. didn't realise that they owned uh, hotels as well. Yeah, on the interesting. down low. Interesting. Mm. On the, on the down <laughs> <laughs> Not many people know that. But no, yeah. but that's interesting because I guess, uh, you know, when I automatically saw you, the company you, you had moved over east for, the Woolworths Group, automatically think, yep, supermarket. Mm-hmm. So Leone's just dealing with people with Woolworths supermarkets. Yeah. And that you're dealing, it just shows you the wide variety of people and problems as well that you're going to have to deal with. Yeah. And one of the key things we're looking at now is digital capability. So what that looks like with the changing um, workforce and the changing landscape of the industry. So, so does that mean, I guess, correct me if I'm wrong, we concentrating on I guess how people I guess are getting their information how people are shopping but yep. also how people are working as well yep so how to make sure that the people that are actually shopping know what they're shopping for and the people can and our team can help them so um, making sure that they understand uh, all the processes all the all the different nooks and crannies in the shop in the supermarket do you deal much with the customers themselves uh, not too much. We do get customer feedback, which informs a lot of what we do and mm. the initiatives that we roll out. So, and is that something that you seek out as well, or is that what's just been provided? Yeah. So there are regular feedback scorecards and questions that go out to customers yep. um, to sense check product, kind of their voice, voice of customer. So yeah, a whole bunch of different feed, um, feedback loops. There you go. Now, one thing I really want to get to, I guess, interesting aspects of your career is, I guess, you spent some times in Manila, the Philippi- in the Philippines. Yeah. How did that all come about? So, <laughs> long story short, I have done two stints in Sydney, and the first one I did was at an alcohol business called Diageo. Um, that's why I. That's what are some of the brands? Because I actually worked for a bottle shop, so I know Diageo ah, very very well. But for yeah. those li- listeners, what are some of the brands that Diageo looks looks after? So Johnny Walker, uh, Smirnoff, 
Tanqueray, Bundaberg. Uh, so as you can hear, it's a it's a small company, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> just, a, just a few million bottles every year. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, big company. Um, falls under a banner that not many people hear about. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah, as you said, that's the, I mean that's what took you to the Philippines. Yes. So should we tell you about that? Absolutely. <laughs> um, so I went over to Sydney as a HR coordinator. So similar role to Coca Cola, and then. I guess HR was changing as an industry. Yep. Um, they were becoming more transformational. They were testing out different waters um, and looking at uh, different models. So Diageo opted to go for the a centralised shared service model for their HR administration. So what that meant was uh, the markets took that out of individual countries and then centralised it in Manila. So... My role was, I guess, my expertise is in uh, all that, I guess, processes. So I was be- the best person put forward to kind of map that over to the new landscape, yeah. I guess. And I went over to Manila uh, to stabilise the project once it, once it had been launched. So, yeah. So And how long were you in the Philippines for? Six months. Yeah. Would you go back? Yes. In a heartbeat. <laughs> oh, gosh. You clearly miss it. I love... Oh, I just love it. Oh, yeah. I like the, the work aspect, the cultural challenges. And I loved, I guess, my weekends were going island hopping. So. That's pretty cool. So what, what, what was, I guess, work like there? Depends where you work. Culturally, it's very different. And I think they some of the things I had to adapt to, adapt to were the ways people work. So there's a thing called Manila time where, where things would take a little bit longer to get done um over there which is sometimes a good thing and sometimes a bad thing so um i guess it's just understanding what the cultural norms are how you can play a part in that and how to embrace them because you can't change them like Mm. one person's not going to change a whole culture so um how to work with them so yeah since you work in hr i mean people are always looking at for to find new ways to i guess update their resume be more noticeable on, on LinkedIn. Yeah. Be it a recent grad or someone's been in their industry for 20 years. I mean, what's the one bit of advice you would give someone who is maybe looking for a career change? Yeah. In general, I would say tell people what you want because if you don't tell people that you are looking for a career change, you're interested in, I don't know, coding or you're interested in accounting, no one's going to know. Mm. And I think if you tell one person, that person has the opportunity to tell another person. And I think that's how my career snowballed so quickly mm. is me putting out there what I what my vision was and kind of people were getting on getting on my train yeah. and helping me build that. So yeah. No, that's I think that's really solid advice because I think yeah, as I said, if if you just sit there and expecting opportunity pre presented to itself, you're like, Well, you didn't ask for it, did you? Exactly. So it's not gonna come. That's no, good that's good advice. Now I'm always looking for us to be able to share what are some of the best career advice we can provide people as well. But what's some of the worst advice you've, you've heard? Uh, to follow the organisation's career path. <laughs> um, organisations have a really good way of trying to build their own career path, but you've got to make sure that in your head you know what you want and what your end goal yep. is. So I think that's probably more important is to pave out what you want and then try and make that fit with what you're doing so and I think with uh, the company's career path I guess they're probably thinking about their own 
legacy as yeah. well. Do you yeah. think much about your own? Yeah, I like to think that, you know, I want to leave something behind that people remember me by. Mm. Um, and yeah, a few a few people have said that before, like Leone gets stuff done quickly. She knows the ins and outs of XYZ, well, the workday system, which I implemented. So yeah, so I, I like to leave a legacy, I guess, try and leave a positive legacy wherever I go. So. No, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's pretty cool. Now, not much time left. Uh, we always ask everyone on the, the end of these podcasts is if you could give some words of wisdom to a first year student, what would it be? So I think you should take every opportunity that you have um, and trust the journey. So you might not have all the answers at the start, which I didn't at all. And I still don't have the answers because I don't know what I want to do in five years. Um, so I think you should trust the journey and take whatever opportunity is come at you. Is, it, was there a lot of opportunities that may have presented itself at UWA and you just chose not to take advantage of as well? Yes, I think I should have taken more advantage of things that were presented to me at UWA. I didn't. I didn't, I wasn't involved in any of the guilds. I wasn't very active in the social club. And I think that probably would have helped me more in my career in WA. Do you look at it and think, oh, did that set me back a year? Or do you think you just may have enjoyed university a lot more as well? I mean, yeah. yeah. So I think a bit of both. I guess I don't know what I don't know. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you've done pretty well for yourself, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah, I guess I probably would have wanted to know what was out there earlier instead of just falling into different career well into the career path that I had so if had I known um, earlier that I wanted to do project management and HR I probably would have touched on that earlier in my degree so in first or second year but I didn't know I was doing a science degree so yeah I think the guilds and the networks and all the opportunities that the uni has you probably should take take rain off awesome oh well that's all we have leonie really appreciate it. for those that don't know leonie's actually flew on over for this really <laughs> from sydney really from all the sydney. way all the way <laughs> yeah maybe not may have we may have just leveraged her travel but <laughs> leonie thank you again really some sound advice and uh hopefully next time you're in perth we can bring you in and uh see how what's happening at the Woolworths group awesome sounds good thank you thanks thank you for downloading today's episode hope you enjoyed it are you interested in volunteering UWA provides you the opportunity to mentor a student, organise a reunion, or even help at a graduation. Visit our website and find out how you can make a difference today.